Hey, you're listening to The Dangers of Christian Rock. I'm Jaron. I'm Colton. I'm Brett. Get ready for another episode. Welcome back. We are doing the podcast dance in our khaki pants. There is nothing better. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. oh my oh. gosh. Welcome back. Season three. We're finally kicking it off, and we are starting with one that we've been kind of circling around for quite a while. That's right. We're talking Reliant K, starting season three, episode one. Reliant K, it is me, Brett Connolly, joined as always, the boys. We have Colton. We have Jaron. Uh, really excited to talk about this one. I feel Hello. like uh, this is one of those, uh, I, I always think of like sports or movies, and this one I'm thinking of sports, where it's the championship takes place, there's a new champion, then the they're playing all these games the next season. Even if your team sucks, like the Houston Rockets right now, when the champions come to town, you like circle this, the calendar and you're like, I can't wait for that game. Uh, since Dangers of Christian Rock started, even when I wasn't even on the podcast, I was like, I can't wait for the Reliant K episode. So this one's been uh, circled for quite a while and we've pushed it back a couple of times. And I feel like I've been listening to a lot of Reliant K over the last month and a half. But here we are. So just wanted to start off like we usually do of uh, kind of seeing where did we first come in like contact with Reliant K and like what was our initial reaction to them when we first uh, were introduced. Let's go. Jaron, you have any thoughts? Ooh, I'll start. Sure. Yeah. Uh, similar story, I guess, to kind of just cutting my teeth into, into Christian music in general. Uh, it was early high school, sophomore year. I think it was like second semester, sophomore year is kind of when I started getting into stuff like this. And uh, my buddy Matt put me onto him and we loaded a bunch of, this was back before we knew anything about copyright laws and pirating. And well, I guess pirating was kind of a thing, you know, you had Napster and all that stuff around that Lime time. Wire, but bro. Uh, LimeWires for viruses, dude. That's right. Um, People still used it. That, yeah. That's true. Um, <laughs> I, I've i never used LimeWire. Wink. Um, no, but back in that time, uh, my buddy Matt, we were doing stuff on yearbook and newspaper and we were always all working in the same room and on the same devices. And so he would bring in a couple CDs every once in a while and load them into iTunes on the eMac that we had in there. And I started listening to some of that stuff on there. And so uh, my first real exposure with Reliant K was in the uh, anatomy of tongue in cheek. Um, the you know, self-titled Reliant K album from 2000 was also on there. Uh, didn't quite resonate with me as much as anatomy and tongue of the tongue in cheek at that time. Um, since then I've, you know, kind of circled back, but that's really where I kind of started cutting my teeth, uh, was with the anatomy of tongue in cheek, uh, in yearbook in high school. Colton, I love it. what about you, man? Um, you know, so this was just kind of a ubiquitous band, you know, um, back in like middle school now. It was all over the radio. They were played like crazy because uh, it was inoffensive to the parents. And it was funny. And it was inoffensive to the youth pastors at the time. So uh, that always 
flew on Christian radio. So it was all over the place. Um, you know, between seeing the music videos on uh, on the loop at youth group to listening to them on Christian radio to having the albums um, that you know I didn't have to look hard. I didn't have to buy the albums. It was everywhere, and so uh, which is good because I didn't have much money and. I was such a legalist there no way i would have used napster um and, and i respected copyright laws um thank you very much uh <laughs> lars ulrich um anyways oh yeah that that's kind of where kind of where i got into it. i think i i don't really remember much from the reliant k you know self-titled i think there's a couple of songs i remember being on the radio but didn't ever realize they were but i remember anatomy of tongue and cheek was just played on loops you know um everywhere you went and so uh that has some as they say iconic bops on it and so yeah that's one Um, i'm gonna start counting them and i'm just gonna like keep a quick tally uh sorry to interrupt you i'm gonna keep a quick tally of how many times colton says iconic and then yeah. at the end of the episode, I'm going to tell you, listeners, how many times he said it. It was okay. so early in the pod, I wasn't ready for it. But uh, I'm just going to pretend you said it right now. Iconic. Boom. It's good. All right. But <laughs> yeah, that, that's basically my uh, my intro to it. It was, you know, safe one. The parents found it inoffensive. Everybody found it inoffensive. They had silly songs, which appealed to everybody. So um yeah it's good no i feel like for myself um similar where it was like it was inoffensive it was around everywhere uh even when you started getting into like 2004 some of their stuff was even on mtv right like it it was just uh it was just like a constant um wave of reliant k and uh with that i actually remember having the first four albums under goatee records on cd so that was like in my room that was one those were cds that i would like carry around and like beg my parents to put in the car and my dad's like no we're listening to tom petty and the heartbreakers again um but i'd be like please i really want to listen to you know college kids or something uh on on in the car but i had those first four albums i really think it started with uh the anatomy of tongue in cheek and then i kind of got like their um their first album kind of retroactively uh because i was just kind of seeking out music and uh i wasn't pirating things wink wink nod nod uh but i had those four uh on on cd and it was just uh i felt like it was everywhere in my world uh like when i got into the student ministry this was like the safe space type of music that it was like, it didn't matter which type of person that was in the student ministry. They probably had some sort of connection with Reliant K, um, which is probably why I stopped listening to them after a while. Uh, But when I was like in junior high and early on in high school, that really like resonated with me, just kind of how fun it was. And then as my taste in music changed, Uh, I kind of shifted away from it and tried to go to things that weren't just like readily available and uh, accessible and liked by everybody. But especially like junior high years, uh, this really shaped kind of like my taste in music. And I liked that it was um, a lot of the songs felt more like Christians who were in a band 
but then they also had those we are Christians with Christian themes and like without a doubt unapologetically Christian too. I enjoyed kind of both worlds that they they lived in with Goatee Records. So though that's my introduction to the band, and it's wild to think that here we are like 22 years later uh, with Reliant K, and they're still kind of hanging around in different ways and uh, still kind of within the Christian world and somewhat in the um, outside the Christian bubble, if you will, people kind of know Reliant K still 22 years later. Uh, but let's go with top fives. Uh, I, I think this will be interesting and probably tough. We've done some bands before where it's hard to come up with five songs that we actually like. Uh, I think this is going to be hard to narrow it down to five. So, Jaren, you got a, a top five for us? Oh, I sure do. Uh, and I was able to come up with a top five. Uh, relatively easy. Uh, spoiler alert, I don't really have a, a bonus track. Um, but I do have some thoughts uh, that I'll bring up later. Uh, so starting with number five, Marigold on Air for Free. Um, I freaking love that album, man. Um not having much experience with it uh, prior to prepping for the podcast. Uh, like you, I kind of shifted away and I think our, our listeners will kind of know which, which avenue of music I'd kind of shifted more into uh, if they've, you know, listened for any length of time uh, at a certain point. Yeah. Reliant K just wasn't quite heavy enough uh, for me. And so coming back to it uh, has been, really refreshing uh and seeing the maturity uh in air for free so marigold number five Also on air for free uh, is number four. Uh, and then we're stepping back in time a bit, uh, going down in flames uh, on Anatomy of the Tongue and Cheek. Uh, number two, pressing on, uh, also on Anatomy of the Tongue and Cheek. And finally, number one, Be My Escape on mm-hmm. uh, just a solid album. Uh, yeah, just love those love those tracks, man. Those are good takes. Colton, how about you? So this is unintentional, but I ended up doing like one per record because uh, I was trying to whittle it down to five, but I'm sure I could toss out some bonus tracks, but I'm not gonna today. <laughs> um, so the first one on the self-titled is um, Softer to Me. That was always one that I wish they played more on the radio, because I was like, this is the sound I wish they'd uh, maybe jump towards, but they didn't. And it's just, uh, for me, it's a, it's a big what if. Um, second one's pretty obvious, City Hawkins Dance. Um, this song, I think, single-handedly made every dude want to have a Sadie Hawkins Dance, just so a girl could ask her. Um, maybe that was just me. What do I know? But, um... <laughs> I was banned from the light which 
Anyways, that, you know, fun song. Everybody loves it. My kids even enjoy it. So it's a good song. Um, Forward Motion. That was always kind of one of those uh, underrated ones, but I always love that that track. Um, good track off of, uh, off of their third album, Two Lefts Don't Make a Right. Uh, off of Mm-hmm, which that's the one I probably jammed the most was that album. Uh, the song more than useless, always, uh, always a song I loved as a kid resonated with me a lot. Um, and then I was surprised to find one that I actually really loved on one of their later albums, which not as far late as yours, but, uh, off of forget and not slow down the song, this is the end. Now I will preface this with saying, the song appealed to me because it sounded like a May song. Um, and I've always loved May, but that's beside the point. Uh, really good song. Enjoyable. Brought in kind of some new sounds mixed in with their old that i found delightful but yeah that's my top five mr Connolly. at this point it's kind of a top five ish top five ish some honorable mentions <laughs> uh no i actually kept it to to five this go around i figured i could drop some of my honorable mentions when we go through the discography but I went with my number five being Prodigal, which is from Air for Free. It is it is buried at the bottom. It's track 15. Um, but I'm just kind of a sucker for uh, just any imagery that has to do with like being kind of a wayward, returning to the father. Uh, when I heard that, I was just like, all right, I'm in. Uh, so really like Prodigal. Good track. Uh, worth a listen if you haven't listened to it. My number four, I'm going, uh, this is my zag. I went from like prodigal grown up to four being college kids. Um, this is just kind of like what I was mentioning earlier on. It's just there's, you have a far left and a far right type of music that you get with Reliant K. And that's what I appreciate about the type of mm. music that you get with prodigal and then the type of music you get with college kids. Um, and I loved it because when college kids came out, I was at an age when I was starting to think about college. And then it was one that I would return to when I was in college. Um, and so it just kind of came out at a really good time in my personal life to have a song like this just dropped for the first time. And then number three, I went with I So Hate Consequences by Mm-hmm. And two, uh, we actually, Jaron and I have the same one, two punch, uh, pressing on I've always loved that song. Um, I think I listened to that song more than even like Sadie Hawkins dance uh, when I had the CD. Yeah, I would up. say I, the same I, thing. I loved pressing on. And I, I'm sad, like over the last like 10 years or so, I forgot how much I 
loved that song until it was like, all right, we circled it. We're talking about Reliant K. And I, I started listening to it again. I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot how much I truly love pressing on. And uh, number one, Be My Escape, like I said, it's just a great track. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty easy for me. I didn't want it to be, be my escape. Cause I feel like that's just mm-hmm. like, well, that's like their top song on Spotify, I think. And, but it, I just love be my escape. It's a great song. Shall we do a little discography? We shall. Let's we shall. Now, did did any of us listen to All Work and No Play um, from like nah. 1998? No. Unfortunately, no. I don't. I don't own that, and it was not on on the Spotify's. Yeah, um, it was. I, I I didn't see it anywhere, but that was kind of like. I'm sure if I would have dug and tried to find it, I probably could have found it somewhere. But I just yeah, I didn't try. Yeah, well, that was like pre Goatee Records, but then we we dive into their. Yeah, self- that was a self release one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But self-titled album Reliant K by Reliant K, the year 2000. Let's hear some thoughts. Colton, you want to kick us off on this one? Sure. Um so I I really I I would agree with what you said earlier, Jaren. This album didn't really do much for me when I first listened to it. I thought it was not as dynamic as, you know, especially anatomy of tongue in cheek uh but going back to it there was a lot of variation in it and i think for me probably had i understood the nuance of music a little better back then um this album would have excited me because i could have been like "Ooh, i can see where you're going with this i could you know because like i think you know they had their gimmick songs that you know their jokey type of songs like um you know marilyn manson ate my girlfriend which (laughs) is I think everybody's um, introduction to knowing who Marilyn Manson was as a kid or, you know, the weird stories that you'd hear on the playground <laughs> about Marilyn Manson. Um, we're not going <laughs> to talk about those stories. No, we're not going to talk about that. But, you know, they had their joke songs. They, you know... couple tracks had kind of a like when you're around had kind of an mxpx um Mm -hmm. newfound glory type of vibe to it which they kind of had but not quite is you know a little bit of a different sound you had softer to me which had a little more of an edge to it um anchorage which was kind of just like an interlude if you'd have told me hey there's this hot new midwest emo band and you'd have played that for me i would have believed it but it just cut off right away. So I was like, oh, I guess it's not. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, really pretty good album, you know. And I think they established pretty quickly, like y'all said, you know, having some good Christian lyrics. But what I always loved about theirs is they were not ham-fisted about it either. It, it was pretty blatant, um, but it felt very natural. And I'm not sure how. I, I don't know what their magic was, but... Um, they didn't make it feel awkward and weird like um, other bands we've reviewed or have reviewed and have not released the episodes Ooh. of. Um, <laughs> can't be saying that stuff. People are going to start demanding it. <laughs> That's Nobody kind of my thoughts on that, that episode. Album. That episode will never see the light of day. 
I yeah. felt so bad. I, I had not. to like repent after that. I didn't want to do that episode so bad. I found something else to do and couldn't record with y'all. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> well, Smart move. Yeah. 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 No, that's good. I, for me with this album, I love the little uh, cameo of, of Toby Mac at the very end of hello McFly, where it's like the, the voicemail where he's like, uh, Hey, this is Toby. Look, man, a song about Marilyn Manson will never ever be on a CD put out by goatee records, period. And then it goes right into my girlfriend. Uh, I just, <laughs> I, I, I was like, if that doesn't just signify like, all right, this is a different type of band within the Christian genre. Um, it was just like out of the gate. Um, so love that. It loved returning to it. And I'm not gonna lie when I was, uh, 2001, uh, when I was in the junior high, I was all about the gimmicks. So you're talking about like the gimmicky songs. You're like, yeah, all right, you kind of get past the gimmicky ones. I, when I was returning to those, I was like, oh man, I completely forgot about like Hello McFly. I totally forgot about this song about Nancy Drew and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, K Car and all of those. I was just like, man, it just, it felt very uh, nostalgic, but also kind of like, uh, it didn't feel like so far removed that you're like, no one would ever listen to anything like this ever again. It was like a weird uh, anomaly of both worlds that we talk about. Like a band is either like a time capsule band or they like kind of reinvent themselves. I feel like Reliant K is a little bit of both. And I don't think we've reviewed many bands that are both. Um, And so it really starts off with this 2000 album with like Hello McFly, My Girlfriend and um, Nancy Drew, those it's softer to me. That's a great track, too. Why could you be a little softer to me? Life could you be more gentle to me? Yeah, I really liked uh, Softer to Me. Um, you know, just kind of, I mean, it was right there in your face. Christ sacrificed his life for me. Um, and so... You know, as Colton said, it wasn't super ham-fisted and it did feel super, super natural. And I think I attribute a lot of how much, like how natural um, putting Christ in front of people was is uh, the style of music lends very well to uh, to his voice. And I think a lot of that kind of flows out and it just feels so natural to talk about Jesus with that voice, with that style of music. Um yeah, I love uh, almost everything about this album, um, especially the like the as, as Brett calls them, uh, like the gimmicks, like the little skits, the stuff that like makes it fun and funny. Um, and I think I especially like it because it feels a lot like Five Iron Frenzy um, doing some of the skits and stuff. And I think Reliant K had a lot of. Uh, influence from uh, Five Iron Frenzy. And I think they talk about it in a few other, like a few songs um, in the future uh, from this album, um, which again, I, I, when we're talking about those skits and we're talking about those gimmicks, man, I, I do. I love that stuff so much. I mean, that's why I'll be honest. I don't like it now, but um, KJ five, two, your breath stank you know when he's talking about all the the cartoons and um you know all that stuff like 
that was this era of time, man. Like people were doing all these crazy skits across all these different genres. Um, and it just was so much fun to see all of that stuff. And now you see skits and it's not quite the same magic. Um, but Reliant K captured it well. And I think I can attribute, or maybe they can attribute uh, a lot of that influence from five iron frenzy with, you know, Abraham Lincoln beard Ninja Force 5000 Abraham Lincoln Beard And um, yeah, All that I mean Jesus of Nazareth Was just an album in, a, in and of itself uh, of, of skids uh, But you see a lot of that Influence here and I think that's why I really Like this and it did feel super nostalgic um you know especially with stuff like re- my my girlfriend um but yeah everything about re- this album was great do y'all remember uh the i think it was chris rice he did the what if cartoons got saved that's that's the oh, skit gosh. song that why I would you stain this episode with discussing that man Anyways, <laughs> i just remember i thought it was so funny when he was like beavis and that other guy and he was like nah it was like like that's how like homeschool song that was you couldn't mm-hmm. even say <laughs> butthead you know like <laughs> Wouldn't uh, have made it on K Love with the word "butt." So <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, uh, I, w- that's my fault. I shouldn't have brought that up. But anyway, two thousand one album. This is where they really start hitting the ground running, in my opinion. That's the anatomy of the tongue in cheek. Uh, By the way, I forgot between anatomy of the tongue in cheek and the self titled, there was also the creepy EP. And I completely oh. forgot about that one. But it has, like, the coolest artwork. It's, like, the little kid in the, uh, in the, um, what's it called? Like, ghost outfit. It's it's kind of, I, it's got a couple songs from the next album. So, Pressing On was originally on this. So, it was Jefferson Aeroplane. Um, mm-hmm. It had a bunch of demos. But I forgot about that one. I didn't listen to it, but I forgot that one existed. I just always remember thinking it had kind of a cool... Uh, album artwork, which I'll just is it the one where the kids like, uh, yeah, got the bag. Yeah, he's like yeah. trick or treating or something. Yeah, that's brilliant. I completely forgot about that. But anyways, sorry not to get off topic, but that that one deserves a shout out. Just this for whole the, uh, album episode is Reliant K, so that was still on topic. Nice try. Well, it's not anatomy of tongue. That's how you uh, hashtag got him? Um, okay. Wow, I said hashtag got him. I should probably go home. Um, jumping into the next one, uh, the anatomy of the tongue in cheek, uh, I'll kind of kick this one off. I mean, this one had, uh, my top five had a couple from this one. If I ever think of an album that I can effortlessly sing word for word in my car, anytime, anywhere in the shower, I don't shower in the car. I'm just adding that as a place that could be anytime, anywhere. Um, this would be that album. Uh, start to finish, man, I can sing the whole thing and have a good time with it. I don't sing well, so none of y'all are going to get to hear that. But um, this is one of those albums. And 
you know, I can do that with a handful of albums and this is, this is on that list. Um, maybe it's Maybelline. So good. Uh, so down in flames was on my top five. Um, and I have a fun story about this one. Um, went on a journalism trip. I don't remember if it was to, uh, to here in, in Portland area or if this one was San Diego. Uh, but we were on a flight and uh, I put it in my little CD player with a 45 second ESP. Oh, that's right. 45 seconds of electronic skip protection, baby. Um, I was jamming away, you know, kick off, pressing on, Sadie Hawkins dance. Finally, down in flames. When this album's on, I can't help but sing out loud a little bit, maybe to myself. And so I started singing, we're going down, down, down in flames. And the people next to me like looked at me like, what? It was probably not a smart thing to do uh, to sing Down in Flames uh, on a plane post 9-11. Yeah, I was like, um, when did this album come out? <laughs> yeah. Goodness gracious. It was it was close enough that people were like a little freaked out. And then I had to like really buckle myself in. Um, but yeah. But then, but then you a... started singing Maybe It's Maybelline. And they were like, oh, it's okay. It's, it's just yeah, maybe, maybe Maybelline's maybe. making the down and making the plane go down in flames um no uh thankfully it was just a song no uh turbulence or anything else to attribute to people's freaked out in this it was just a small group of people that heard it i hope uh but for those people i apologize um but moving on what have you been doing lately um that one is an exciting track for me um it just feels like I think it's funny, but I also think that that's like the like pinnacle of or not necessarily the pinnacle, but the like kind of the I'm trying to think of the word that I want there. It was just kind of like the signal of the times like that was when, you know, people were asking about, you know, how someone's life was going after church and it was like a real real heavy push on oh so and so fell away and at least in in my like in my church like that was kind of seeing that and like hearing people talk about oh well did you hear about so and so they're doing x y and z now and um you know he's like acquiring a taste for miller light pardon me while i throw up and like all Mm -hmm. that stuff i'm just like that's that was when I was at the peak of my uh, legalism. And so, uh, you know, I really liked that song because it was just funny. But then just the way that he delivers it with like yeah. the what? Like just what? that was like when I was pushing into some heavier, heavier music. And so like it was like grabbing onto me. Uh, it was just a great album, man. And then finally, failure to excommunicate for me, which is love the imagery and failure to excommunicate um 
you know, whether you kind of lean on the Calvinistic or Arminianistic side, you know, whether or not you can lose your salvation or not, that's a different topic. But as long as there's a heaven, there will be a failure to excommunicate. Uh, and I, you know, I love that uh, imagery of, you know, no one can pluck you from the Father's hand. Um, at least that's kind of what it's evoking for me. Um, so I have one more thought and that's on less is more, uh, kind of rounding out the end of this album, uh, with less is more. There's like a little section after a little bit of silence at the end of this track. Um, and then years later, uh, I heard this song called darkest hour by megaphone and megaphone was kind of like a pre Bon Iver, uh, Justin Vernon thing and Megaphone's now doing their own thing. Um, but they have this song called Darkest Hour. And at the end of Darkest Hour, there's a little section that when I came back to listen to Less Is More, I was like, that sounds a lot like Darkest Hour. Um, I'll paste it in here and let everybody get a little sample of it. It's not like a dead ringer, but it Darkest Hour now always gives me Less Is More thoughts and feelings so at the end of the day 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 Until you revealed the magnitude of your power Along the wide of troubled times Where words I heard from tongues that burn And a rambling line I'll pass the torch on to whoever wants to take over next. I kind of ate up a bunch of time on this one. There was a lot to be said, Jaren. Uh, Thank you. Uh, pressing on, the reason I think I I returned to it so quickly when I was uh, listening through like the discography and connected with it is uh, they do something with this song that like it's one of those like tricks in music that will like always hook me in where uh, they do it about like, two or three times in this song where it's like uh, between the guitar and the drum, it almost feels like you're floating. It, it like it kind of like keeps you it, it reminds me of like going up before the drop on a roller coaster that's what pressing on hits me with two or three times in between like the verses into the chorus into the other verse you know and that's how i feel of just almost like you're dropping uh, but it's like a, this, this elevation this flight this motion that's how i feel anytime i listen to pressing on even when i listen to it i probably circled back to pressing on 25 times over the course of the last like month and a half i was like all right i've listened to some of their yeah. newer stuff i deserve pressing on i'm gonna listen to pressing on. Um, <laughs> i deserve it i deserve it um sadie Take hawkins yourself. dance uh sadie hawkins dance if you don't know reliant k you know sadie hawkins dance that's something that i've discovered even with people like around my office the thing I appreciated about having like some extra time to listen to Reliant K is I was able to talk to more people 
about the band to kind of get their thoughts about Reliant K, like within like my friend groups and stuff. And uh, what I quickly discovered is there were less people that uh, knew Reliant K if they were like younger than us, uh, kind of like in their mid twenties to lower twenties, but they knew Sadie Hawkins dance. Uh, they knew that song and they're like, Oh, that's Reliant K. That's who this is. Uh, and I was like, I guess it is And they're like, Oh yeah, I actually have this song downloaded and they would pull it up and they'd be like, Oh, I guess it is Reliant K. Um, so everyone knows Sadie <laughs> Hawkins dance, even I if they don't know. Is. Yeah. Even if they don't know Reliant K, they know Sadie oh. Hawkins dance. Uh, but I just, this is the album that I, I feel like was their like staying power. Like they could have easily had like the self-titled like goatee record. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like they were kind of a fun band, but I feel like this was their album that kind of launched them into who they are uh, and like who they were going to be over the next several years down in flames. Maybe it's Maybelline breakdown was actually one of my honorable mentions. Uh, I, I really like that track. Um, what have you been doing lately? Uh, I would just kind of put these albums uh, like on shuffle and sometimes I would, it would catch my ear. Sometimes it wouldn't, but when I was driving, this one would always catch my ear and I would like see what, what was the name of the track? Um, because Jaron, you were kind of what you were saying was, um, you know, it really reminded me of like my friends going off to college. Like a lot of my friends in the student ministry were either the year above me or two years above me. And so when they would come back to church, I would hear their like stories of like, what have you been doing lately? And I just was like transfixed in like, I was just with this song. I just remember being like in high school again, seeing my friends that have gone off to college and being like, what have you been doing lately? And going, Oh, you've been drinking beer. I thought you loved Jesus. You know, like that's, that's, it's, yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, like, like that's, that's how I felt. Um, it, 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 <laughs> just like, like you use the word like legalistic, like that dude, that was me uh, hardcore. Um, but like, don't, don't tell me about the, you know, the, the log in my eye, uh, but uh, all, all of that stuff. But I was just curious. Have either of y'all ever been to a Sadie's Hawkins dance? No, they didn't do them in Clovis, New Mexico that I can know of. They barely Aaron, you know, dances. you know, DB, you know, DBU did a Sadie's Hawkins dance. Is it Sadie's? Sadie. DBU had a Sadie Hawkins. Like they did one. Yeah. I never went. No. While we were there. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't get invited. Oh. Thanks for bringing it up. Bummer. Well, this... yeah. I was lying when I said I didn't know. I just didn't get invited, and it's been hurting me ever since. Jaren, have I have I never told you my... You're, you're right. There, It's just one Sadie. There's not multiple oh, Sadies. Okay. You, you are, you're correct. I wish you're there right. were multiple Sadies. Maybe I would have gotten invited. I love being corrected, but I, you, you were correct on that. It's my favorite. <laughs> I'm, so, um, I'm so sorry. So... Uh, yeah, so awkwardly, my senior year, I was asked, I was asked twice to the Sadie. So it was Sadie's uh, Hawkins dance. Um, it was multiple, yeah. It, yeah, it was multiple Sadies. So I went with the person who asked me first, and then she broke her femur the week of the Sadie Hawkins dance. I know this person. Do you remember this? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so instead of like dropping her and going to the second person, I like bought starbucks and like brought over a show and we like watched tv and drank starbucks while she was like stuck on her couch because she had a broken femur <laughs> oh, i definitely know this person yeah i know 
<laughs> I was like, I was like, even if Jaren doesn't know this story, she know, uh, he, he knows, he knows. Yeah, yeah. So that's my story about. Should we talk Satan about m- my history with that person? You have a history with this person. Is this not the same person I'm thinking of? Maybe not. Oh. This is awkward. I don't want to name names. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a person. I thought it was the person that we no had a mutual no different like, person path crossing. Oh no, no different person. Never mind. Well, this is awkward for everyone, well, this is especially great. Colton. I don't know what's happening <laughs> here. I wish y'all. I wish y'all could see Colton. The last like three minutes, he's just been nodding. He's had a grin on his face. Yeah, DBU. I I know that. I live close to that. So, oh yeah, man, so that's a Sadie school. Dance in my khaki pants. Shall we go up? Yeah. Go on. Uh, actually, Colton, you had thoughts. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had. I had a couple. Um, yeah, this this had a lot of my honorable mention songs. You know, y'all mentioned pressing on down in flames already. Those would be honorable mentions maybe it's maybelline i think my angsty junior high self couldn't admit that i like this song because it's named after a makeup company but man that song <laughs> slaps and so um yeah that one you know failure to excommunicate i agree imagery and that's great um am i the only person who's surprised that toby mac did not make them change the lyrics to my way or the highway to he double hockey sticks like that felt like that would have been appropriate for that time and place and for goatee records. But I also really enjoy that song as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, good, good little gimmicky songs. You know, I'm lying. Oh, uh, breakfast at Timpanies, you know, all that fun stuff. I just, I always like the, uh, the little wordplay that they get into these things. I, I think that was always one of the things that I liked about them the most is they were just, uh, always good at just kind of coming up with some wild stuff but um, Mm -hmm. yeah great great album really good uh apparently they did a version of the pirates who don't do anything on the gold edition bonus track so yeah they did that's uh i didn't listen to that one but i'm seeing that now as i'm looking at the set list and wasn't that one sure that was was that one on veggie rocks did that one make it to veggie rocks guarantee it was Mm mm-hmm who else was on that one? That was like Super Chick and uh, was Disciple in there? Pillar? I don't remember. There's a bunch of them on Veggie Rocks. That's a good question. I'll have question. to go back and look it up. Mm-hmm. Arr, 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 arr. We are the pirates who don't do anything. We just stay at home and lie around. And if you ask us to do anything, we'll just tell you we don't do anything. Veggie Rocks. Let's see. That one had. Oh, Skillet was on it. Skillet. Uh, That's who I was thinking. Not Disciple. Real. Oh wow. Newsboys. Super Chick. Audio Adrenaline. I feel like Cutlass should be on here. I don't know why. Tate did one. That's right. Man. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of old bands that I haven't thought about in a very long time. I almost put uh, pirates who can't do it or don't do anything on my top five, but that was uh, in honor of Reliant K being gimmicky. But I opted not to put it on my top five. Um, good. Any other thoughts on on this one? I'm good. Wait, well, no. well uh, I feel like Jaron and I kind of sucked the air out of that album. So, you, how about you start us off with two lefts don't make a right? 
but three do. So I always felt like this album was in the shadow of, you know, the anatomy of tongue and cheek. I personally like this one a little bit better. Just a little bit. Not much. Just a little bit. Um, just as a whole, not bits and pieces. Um, Chapstick, Chap Lips, and Things Like Chemistry was definitely an honorable mention. I had a hard time leaving that one out. Uh, but also, like, Falling Out, Mood Rings, which I feel like I'm surprised they didn't get canceled over Mood Rings. Um, but canceling <laughs> wasn't a thing back in 2004. But knowing the folks who, like... Because they, they have a very secular crowd who's into them now. Um, I'm surprised that that's not considered a problematic song. Or maybe I didn't dig enough to see that. But um, Mood Rings is just a fun song. Uh, in Love with the 80s, just that's a fun track mm-hmm. alone. They're not even from the 80s. They're too young for that. Like, they would have been children then. But that was a great one. College Kids is good. Uh, gibberish, every time I listen to that, like... I just die laughing. And what's funny is it actually is kind of a, a good song, you know, when you listen to the words. It's just... How, how did this guy keep his face straight to sing uh, Roost and all these Finnegan. ridiculous words? Fantastic Delightful. lyrics. Absolutely wonderful. In a Dunderford? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I I just I really love this album. Um, you know, I, I think it's got got some good stuff. Maybe maybe its star songs don't shine as bright. Um but it always had a special place in my heart. Uh, you know, and I always I think that was the one where they had like multiple album covers that they released for it and so i remember folks like like four uh, of them yeah i I remember like always wanting to buy it but never having the money and being because they always priced it way higher than every other album at master's gifts and books and so i couldn't afford it uh but you Mm -hmm. know i always love this album great one fun stuff uh the music video alone for chapstick chap lips things like chemistry the the dude stepping in the uh bedpan that alone is worth the price of admission brilliant i'll jump in here we go um i don't have anything on this one from or in my top five but this album uh as colton said you know i, I tried to collect all the all the different album uh, artwork and successfully failed because uh, I didn't have money. Um, but what I did do was do a quick Google search and found that somebody had like made a an album like art with all four of them in like quadrants of a square. So I put that on my... At this time, I had finally gotten an iPod. Uh, and so I put that in my iTunes and anytime it would play on my iPod, it would show all four of them at one time. And I felt like that was a big win. Um, so I felt like that was some really good forward motion for me. Um, but getting into the actual songs here, um, I felt at certain points um, with the anatomy of the tongue in cheek, um, 
you know, I felt like I wasn't quite old enough to understand or appreciate some of the references, um, like um, Lion O, um, you know, Thundercats. Like I liked the Thundercats song and like Lion O and like feeling like I knew about Thundercats, but the truth is, is I didn't really. Uh, and then moving into this album, um, two lefts don't make a right, but three do. I kind of felt like I was finally in on some of the jokes um, because I was thinking about college and uh, gibberish just felt funny because I thought, you know, pig Latin was always funny and uh, mood rings. I was like, all right, I get these references and I'm having fun with it. Um, And so I finally felt like I was in on some of the jokes here. Um, But some of these songs, man, just were so great falling out. Forward motion. Kids on the Street was fun. I thought that's the kind of thing that I would do if I was in a band. I would record myself talking to some kids and make that like a little thing in the album somewhere Uh, so they did a really great job with this album i do feel like i didn't get to enjoy this one as much as i wanted to uh because it didn't have quite the same it's quite the same feel as the anatomy of the tongue-in-cheek and so i kind of started fading out of reliant k in favor of uh, some other stuff at that time um but Overall, I feel like just the bangers on this track, forward motion and mood rings and chap lips, uh, chapstick, chap lips and things like chemistry, just just start the album out so strong. Yeah, I think this album's strong. I think it's just like like you're saying, like it's in the shadow of the anatomy album. It, it, like. It, it almost like just naturally takes away from this album because of what was just before it. It's kind of sandwiched between two of, I think they're two best albums sandwiched in between them. Um, but by itself, I think it's a good album. Uh, y'all had kind of touched on it. I was curious to see if either of y'all were going to mention mood rings um, because Colton, I feel the exact same way. I was, I was listening to it and I was like, Oh, this one didn't really age the best. Um, like, I don't know. Like it's so like it's innocent and it's fun, but at the same time, like if you wanted to go there, like it just it didn't necessarily like age the best out of their their tracks. And I was curious. I mean, it's it's starred on uh, Apple Music, so it's like one of their like top songs of the album. But I'm curious, like if I were to go back of like when they're touring, like when they most recently toured, do they play this song or are they like now nah, maybe we don't play Mood Rings? I didn't go and look that up, but I was like, I hope they do. I hope they just keep going for it. But also I I could see them being like, you know what? We're just, we're going to retire mood rings. Uh, but I, I love that track. Uh, College Kids just feels, feels right to me. I remember like being at Lone Star Community College uh, and just hearing arts and crafts is all I need.
I'll take calligraphy and then I'll make a fake degree. That was like an anthem for community college. You know, you're just like, no, no, call it torture, call it university. I'm good. Uh, In love with the 80s. I think they they knocked that one out of the park, just kind of feeling 80s. um, And with Mm -hmm. like the the earring they're talking about like the the pink tux like the whole thing i was just like even just like the feel of it um I, I, you know it's it's a it's a good track like i i really know the 80s you know like i have a lot of experience all four months i lived in the 80s i know a lot um i think gibberish is great jefferson the credentials Aer- check out yeah jefferson aeroplane uh i did not love now but as a kid i loved kind of like the rapping that's like hidden at the end of that track um it's like a 10 minute song and so it's like two minutes of silence and then they just start like rapping at the very end um don't like it now loved it in 2003 i thought that was a lot of fun I'm the confused neck with I keep getting restless Eating 20 pounds of paschetti for breakfast Still showing up on your 10 best dresses I told you my name is MC Defenseless Duct tape, wrap around my feet Held hostage before the big track meet I always liked when bands would hide stuff like that (laughs) Yeah Uh, And Reliant K did really well with that Like, you don't really see it much now uh, But back then, like, if you're just listening to this And it's on in the car And then you get to the end of the track I find myself not realizing that it's the end of the track until there's been a little bit of silence for a while. And then something pops in. I was like, wait a minute. Did I have music playing? Mm -hmm. I always liked that. I'm the same way. Fun fact, Jim Gaffigan has one of these at the end of like, uh, I think it's beyond the pale uh, with his album. He has like a hidden little comedy sketch. Oh yeah. That's a sad sketch. Pocket. <laughs> any any other thoughts? Should we go on to? Mm-hmm? We should move on. Heck yeah, Jaren, you want to start us off with some? Mm-hmm? Uh sure, sure will. Um, so, be my escape made it to my uh, top five. Um, this album really, I mean, it was in. You can you should get the uh, the ham horn ready. Um, I'll give you a couple seconds to prepare. Oh, Jefferson Aeroplane is playing. I'm sorry. Oh, there you go. Uh, when this album came out, it really was pretty iconic. It's not it was really <laughs> pretty iconic. <laughs> it only works when I say it. Up. Okay, guys. It only works when I steal my gimmick. <laughs> i got it um but it really was and so a lot of the stuff that i liked on here um be my escape high of 75 i so hate consequences um more than useless i mean just all of these tracks man just were so good and this was when i feel like it was like breaking the Christian music genre and starting to really grab those secular listeners. Um, I would be interested to see how many fans of Reliant K on the secular side um, branched into some of the older stuff after this album, or if they just listened to this stuff and then everything forward. Um, 
but yeah this album was just fantastic loved the artwork it was very indicative of the time uh with that artwork everything kind of had that pastel-y kind of coloring um really great stuff um if i were to have an honorable mention uh who i am hates who i've been uh would be on my honorable mentions list i'm ready to be sure i never become that way again because who i am That's one of those ones that I can just always sing no matter what, no matter where. Um, and surprisingly, also let it all out. Um, had a different feel, um, you know, kind of started soft and stuff and just I liked that. I think that that was a nice little break in the uh, in the album here. Um, so mm-hmm is, you know, has a track that's on my top top five for a reason and it's just because it's a great album i think it's so well put together i i think mm -hmm is their apex mountain i think i think it's their best work uh top to bottom it's it was all the things that were kind of hinted at at the albums before and it all just kind of came together with a i think a nearly perfect album Uh, i'm like Mm. the professor that says there's no 100s in life but i think this is like a, a a near perfect album i don't know what perfection is uh, besides our lord and savior uh but with with this album it's with the jesus juke um no but this (laughs) this album is fantastic and even as like my taste in music shifted there were still songs from this album that like stayed on my playlists uh, that i thought were fun and even when i was stepping into student ministry these would hop on the playlists when i was creating like new music video uh like playlists i would always have like these old like reliant k songs that would be referenced in there too Uh, i just think be my escape is fantastic since 2004 i've never looked at the temperature uh when it's 75 and moderately sunny outside and don't think and sing either outwardly uh or or inwardly sunny with a high of 75 uh, that that always gets stuck in my head um i so hate consequences uh my girl's ex-boyfriend i think that's a uh, quite the bop um more than useless which to bury us or the hatchet i'm kind of just listing off all of the songs because i think it's a great <laughs> album <laughs> i'm just reading a list i'm just scrolling through <laughs> i i love all of them and then like they're uh, the 10 years they, they went back and they did some acoustic stuff like Be My Escape as acoustic is a solid, solid uh, rendition of that. That's not a, well, I guess we should do something, but it's like, it's great. I think it um, kind of mirrors well the original uh, in many ways. And and, it, and it's not just like a copy and paste, but they're they're innovative with the acoustic take. And I think it's good. But I will say that with this album, since this is kind of the apex mountain, I I felt the uh, after this, like with their other stuff. Um, and even when I was like growing up, this was, you, you heard me say earlier that I had four of their albums on CDs. This was the last one that I had on CD. 
Uh, and with that, it was like all of the girls in the student ministry were always playing Reliant K and always talking about Reliant K. Uh, and this is where I started shifting to more of the uh, like in, in between here because their next album, I don't think it comes out until like 2007, uh, something like that. They had they did some other things, uh, but there was a, a little bit of a gap. It's not like this 2000, 2001, 2003, 2004 hit, hit, hit. Um, but this is when I started getting into more like the under oaths of the world. Um, y'all's favorite band demon hunter was starting to venture into my, uh, my listens at this point in time. And, you know, as a junior high kid stepping into early high school, you're almost, you were talking about like legalism. You know, I was very like black and white with certain things. And I was like, I can, I can like this, but I can't like this anymore. For some reason I thought. I couldn't like both Reliant K and the under oaths of the world. So I had to make a decision. And this is where I kind of had the fork in the road decision of going, okay, well, I'm going to start listening to this stuff. And I've like grown out of Reliant K, which I think in retrospect was a mistake. Uh, but that's the decision I made after this album was to go, go on to what I thought was bigger and better things. Yeah. I'm going to echo what you said, Brett, this was Apex um, for them. Absolutely delightful album. There is only one song on this that I don't really care to listen to, um, which to bury us or the hatchet. And it's just his, mm. his little yells. They just annoy me. Like that, that's all it is. It just, the, I'm gonna hate you. I'm gonna fight you. I was like, no, I don't like that. Uh, but the banjo nearly. Jaren, can we turn that into a ringtone? I want that to be my ringtone when Colton ever tells me. <laughs> Good. That. I hope so. <laughs> Probably make something um, like that happen. Aside from that track, this thing is gold. And I hate that the Canadians recognized their brilliance more than us because they won a Juno Award for this, which, if y'all don't know, is the Canadian version of a Grammy. Um, they won a Juno Award for this album. I don't think they were nominated for a Grammy, though. They should have been. Um, this is really a great album top to bottom i mean be my escape and uh who i am hates who i've been were also honorable mentions i just purely for not seeming lazy with my list left those off um but they were definitely if we had a top 10 they would have been in there uh great great tracks uh when i go down was always just kind of that good ending sad track um quality song you know High of 75. Uh, I love the kind of rat-a-tat in I So Hate Consequences between uh, Matt Thiessen and their drummer just doing the back and forth vocals. That just... I don't know. Maybe I like Taking Back Sunday too much, but I really enjoy that kind of thing when when bands do that. So, um, yeah, th this album, it, it's probably the only one where I can listen to basically the whole way through and not have to skip a track. Um, I will I'll bear through Witch to Berry. That's just the only one I don't like. But even then, again, tossing in the banjo... You kind of pulled me back in with the banjo. Uh, yeah. But yeah, really quality album. 
this album didn't win a Dove Award. You can't forget that. So they went double mer. Good. They did it. They did it. Yep. Yep. They were also on uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live. Double mer. With D My Escape. Some Jimmy Kimmel Live. Jimmy Kimmel Live. Mm. Okay. And well, some MTV. I mean, I'm just happy that they won a non Dove Award for one of their albums. It uh, it feels fitting. They deserved it. Yeah. Isn't it weird, though, that. Uh, the album that we think is sandwiched behind between their greatness is the one that got a Grammy nom. The two lefts don't make a right, but three do. That's the one that got the Grammy. No. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be that way sometimes, right? I liked it overall. It was a really nice album. Um, I like all right. Overall. They really did crank up the seriousness That's on this good. album, too. I think that was one of the things that maybe made some more, for me, just to kind of toss at the very end, maybe had some staying power additionally for me, is that they got a little more serious with their sound. Um, less gimmicky type of songs. And mm-hmm. so it made me not want to jump off of the ship as fast as maybe I would have when I you know, became very, very serious young man. Um, well, it's interesting you say that. Brooding. Maybe. Um, Maybe it's Maybelline. Oh, could be. Double whammy. Um, no, it's interesting you say that, though. Uh, I do see uh, through the progression of the music that there is a uh, sense of maturing um, through this. And I think especially in some of the later albums, Air for Free. Um, what was the other one? I'm blanking on the name. Forget and Not Slow Down those albums have just such a huge chunk of like maturity through them. And um, honestly, this is going to be my controversial take and we'll get to it later, but I think air for free and forget not slow down is some of their best work because of the level of maturity. Um, But we're not there yet and we'll get to it shortly. But uh, next we've got uh, five score and seven years ago. Um, this album was really non-impactful for me for a long time. Um, again, as Brett said, this is when I was really jumping ship. Um, I was getting into the Underos, the As Cities Burn. Um, this is when I was really pushing into a little different style and seeking out that heaviness, um, with some of those bands. Uh, and I'm still pushing into the heavier stuff. I mean, I send these guys like albums and songs all the time and they're like, I can't listen to this. Um, I, I'd have to think of some of those bands, but like Nyctalopia, uh, just those pig squeals. <laughs> um, sorry, I kind of went on a tangent, but that proves the point that at this point, this is where I was really like jumping ship. But that being said, I see a lot of maturity in this album and I really like as an adult now uh, have enjoyed this uh, faking my own suicide. I'm faking my own suicide because I know you love me. You just haven't Bite My Tongue, Deathbed, um, Devastation and Reform. Just all these these tracks are just really, really good. Um, 
really honestly uh, i think my my favorite song on this this album or my favorite track on this album is faking my own suicide um and then a I guess a, a quick runner up would be I need you. Uh, I think those two tracks on this album are just stellar, stellar tracks. And then must have done something right. I feel like that's where it feels really, really mature because he's talking about, well, I don't know how I deserve this, but I must have done something right. And I think hitting a point where you realize that you don't deserve something, but you still have it. Um, I think that is when people really start rounding the curve of, of maturity uh, in, in multiple aspects of life. But I think that really lends a heavy, heavy dose of uh, maturity to this album. I think that, well, there are three of the songs on this album that are on like my honorable mentions. They were right on the cusp of, um, of being on the list, but just didn't quite make it. And with this album, I mean, you're totally right. This is, and I think this is what makes Reliant K really interesting as a band is they didn't say like, well, this is our lane. We need to be gimmicky. We need like more Marilyn Manson references and mood rings and stuff. It's like, we got to grow up with Reliant K and their perspective uh, in maturity is seen within their lyrics and style of music. I mean, they, they still kind of have like, okay, let's ramp it up for this song or let's have some upbeat stuff. But it's like you, you, I feel like in middle school, they had a lane for me in high school. They had a lane for me in college. They had a lane for me and young adulthood. They had a lane for me now as we're like entering in, you know, we're in our thirties. I feel like, uh, some of their older stuff kind of speaks to that. Uh, and they're they're not the the band that you're going, oh, Reliant K, they're really trying to hold on to their Marilyn Manson references. It's like, no, they, they've they've matured as we've matured. And I think that's what makes Reliant K special. Um, and I think we just kind of, uh, we're growing up at the same time uh, as them, which has been kind of cool to see. And, and you don't really get to feel that in the moment, but I think now in 2022, going back and looking at all their stuff, I can appreciate that. And the the three tracks that were on my honorable mention, I think Forgiven is awesome. I love the piano in that. Um, just kind of uh, leaning into to some of their, their other sounds. Uh, Bite My Tongue was an honorable mention and Must Have Done Something Right. I think Must Have Done Something Right, it might be in their top five of like get stuck in your head and you can't quite point, point out like what song it is uh, until you're like just continuing to hum it over and over again. Uh, and so with that, I think those are kind of like the main tracks for me, but I think it starts off super strong with, uh, come out, uh, come right out and say it. I need you the best thing, uh, especially the first half of this, uh, album's great. You had mentioned, uh, faking my own suicide, which is track 10. Yeah. I think it's definitely worth a listen if you haven't, uh, like gone through the whole, um, album, I think faking my own suicide and bite my tongue. Uh, near the end there are very interesting tracks uh, so it's a different sound for sure um, but it, it keeps true to like what Reliant K is it's just they've matured some over the years yeah I think that that's I mean that, that hits the nail on the head man um, 
they you still have bits and pieces of what reliant k kind of started with and Mm -hmm. i think that that's always going to be part of who they are and what they sound like but um it's it is cool to see uh like the natural progression of maturity uh in the music uh as you mentioned you know a lot of bands try to stay in the same lane and i mean you see that with so many secular bands they have a, a sound and they just stay in that forever and they stay in that mentality forever and it's like people are so dynamic like music changes man um you know you've got that with those guys in papa roach or stained or, or whatever like all those <laughs> bands just like all yeah. their music always sounds the same yeah uh and it sounds like they have never like they've never grown up mm-hmm. um and granted, there's a lot more nuance to the music industry where there's a formula for the way things are sounding and, you know, how it sells and all that stuff. But, I mean, that only goes so far because you can still pick up this is what I actually feel or what I actually believe or how I actually live my life through the music. Yeah. Um, and it's cool to see uh, Reliant K continue to mature. I don't have much to share aside. I... I'll be honest, this didn't grip me, this album. Uh, Mm. I would agree, though, that it, you know, the maturity level definitely ramped up. Uh, I I think just even now, the sound just, it felt muted compared to some of their other stuff. And maybe just, maybe I just hold things against bands for too long where it was like, oh, you changed your sound a little. Uh, It offended me before. Now it still does. I probably not that but it just wasn't an exciting album there was a couple songs that found kind of interesting you know pretty good um but even then i you know not the most exciting but it felt very true to their sound while still kind of continuing a progression without feeling stale and so uh i i would agree with y'all's thoughts where you know rather than just kind of sticking in a lane and just doing that they they evolved and you know i've got to always give credit to folks for letting themselves grow musically uh i think there's much more to be said about that than just releasing you know the same song over and over and over mm-hmm. um, i don't think sadie hawkins dance would be as exciting if we had that every single time uh can't have cake for every meal that's what you think bet um yeah uh, any more thoughts on on uh, this album from anybody? I doesn't have any more thoughts. <laughs> doesn't. All right. Well, I think next in the list of uh, discography, we would have "Let It Snow, Baby, Let It Rain, Dear." Um, as I was preparing for this album or this episode, sorry. Um, I skipped over this album. I'll be honest. Um, we've been preparing through the Christmas season, the holiday season, and I was uh, inundated with holiday music, and it just I, I couldn't subject myself uh, to that. Um, something to to mention though, we did skip past Deck the Halls, Bruise Your Hand, which uh, I own somewhere, didn't listen to. Uh, was not on on Spotify, um, but it's been so long since I've looked at Deck the Halls, Bruise Your Hand, that I don't even remember much of it, but Brett and Colton say that it is very similar to Let It Snow Baby, Let It Rain Deer. 
uh, but let it snow baby let it rain deer is much more polished um but that being said i did listen to let it snow baby let it rain deer i just want to say that as many times as i possibly can um let it snow baby let it rain deer uh after the the christmas season uh yesterday or so uh and i forgot how nice it is it is a good good holiday album um I'm getting nothing for Christmas. Uh, Santa Claus is thumbing to town. Uh, you can tell that there is a uh, big Canadian presence here with Boxing Day. Um, but Deck the Halls, 12 Days of Christmas. I mean, just, I love, this is, when we're talking about the maturity in the last album, and then Let It Snow Baby, Let It Rain Deer, um, this brings just a little bit of that youthful, playful, uh, reliant K attitude back into the fold. Uh, and that's what I like about this album. I think that they just do a really nice job with their own style on this. Uh, and it's not just a cookie cutter Christmas album. You know, you're not walking into FYE in the mall grabbing a uh, Josh Groban holiday album or Michael Blue Buble holiday album. You're getting Reliant K and you're getting that youthful playfulness. And I just think that it's it's a it's a good, good album. Yeah, I couldn't listen to much of this because I was too busy listening to Family Force Five's Christmas album. Just the speaking of Apex Mountains of of christmas albums that's the good stuff oh that- weird brett's got some uh connectivity issues see ya Brett. <laughs> <laughs> uh no that, i i think this is uh, some of the best uh christmas music from like i don't know why but so many christian bands just feel the need to have a christmas album um and a lot of them are so forgettable but this one this one's good enough to be even mentioned on this podcast. You know, we're like, hey, let's. We should at least discuss this. Um, and this this album, uh, it's almost like they had some of the like uh, college kids Sadie Hawkins dance jitters that they're like, all right, let's put it that energy towards a Christmas album, and uh, they rocked it. It was great. I low key have a hard time not considering this in the top three of their best albums. Um, <laughs> that's fair. It's just that good. Yeah. Uh, this this album gets a lot of play in the Brewer household uh, around Christmas time because, uh, well, so here's the problem: is I'm very into, you know, the old school, you know, choir hymn Christmas music. Um, my wife really likes kind of the uh you know 50s rat packy type of stuff um so to meet in the middle and appeal to the kids we listen to the reliant k album um which is it's just it really is a fun album and maybe it was just like a release album for them to get those the fun times going um but yeah this is uh this is just a really good album it gets play every year even if i haven't listened to another reliant k album in a while as soon as it hits sometime around November, December, I'm going to listen to this at least a couple tracks, at least once or twice. Um, it just, it gets a lot of, gets a lot of play in my house. Uh, their hidden track, Good King Wenceslaus, uh, is probably the funniest song. Uh, not, not necessarily that they've done, but 
on this album definitely hilarious just the uh falsetto that they did was um a fun touch and so yeah love this album great one i think i got it as a uh a gift for like a youth group christmas party and uh yeah it got a lot of play Mm. i think i was at that christmas thing uh if i remember right i mean it was released in 2007 were you were you still there in 2007 well i think that was i came back for oh right i know which one you're talking about okay yes it was that christmas party yeah we had all those yeah i remember that yeah i I think i was there for that which is funny that's Uh, why now now i get to be colton shaking my head just grinning Mm-hmm. yeah no i just remember You're there's welcome. a picture of a bunch of us that if i looked on facebook long enough i could find that Steve i Park think youth past i was it. wearing i could almost picture what i was wearing too um, oh i know what i was wearing i was wearing black shirt black pants white tie you know i think i was wearing some sort of like white thermal shirt with a black t-shirt over it and it was definitely a band tee I'm trying to think of there what band go. it was. I don't I'm think it was. For this. Yeah. I don't think it was Thousand Foot Crutch. Uh, I mean, I want to say it was probably it was Day of Fire. They rocked the party. But I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, I remember that holiday party. Uh, speaking of remembering things, I just remembered that it's time to move to the bird and the B sides. Um, what an album, man. There's so many good little, like, previously unreleased little tracks i think um and this is where again i mentioned earlier a little love for five iron frenzy uh we've got a couple tracks specific uh to five iron frenzy uh five iron frenzy is either dead or dying um i i love five iron frenzy i think that they are just fantastic um and my love for five iron frenzy is is mated with a love for do you guys remember this band we're talking skits we're talking funny stuff uh do you remember the apologetics the apologetics were like the christian weird owls um if you've never listened to the apologetics brett you should definitely go through and just pick a few tracks i think you would honestly just be beaming uh with excitement uh speaking of beaming what a great track on the bird and the b-sides and i said beam me up scotty and can i get a cup of coffee and the internet it still doesn't work i said whoa oh, oh. uh colton just sneezed so i'm gonna say bless you uh god bless you i can't do that did i not mute myself that's a dane cook joke he I did mute, mute myself he, he muted himself now everyone just knows that blast, man. <laughs> well they can all say god bless you uh in, be blessed colton uh yeah be blessed be blessed um but i really liked the bird and the b-sides i didn't spend a lot of time with it because there's a lot of content here um but um it was good for a couple listen throughs um, as background music in my office. Uh, you know, it was nothing super, super that I can remember um, stood out to me. But I think that that's only because I didn't spend enough time super dedicated to this one. I, I'm not going to lie. I think at this point we could even 
venture to landing this Jefferson aeroplane. Uh, I think <laughs> with these uh, last few albums, I'm like, okay, they're, they're all right. Like I really like air for free a lot. Uh, but with, uh, the birds and B-sides and collapsible lung. There's definitely kind of a several year run where I'm a little indifferent and I don't have, they're not bad. I just, am, I'm indifferent to it compared to the rest of the Reliant K stuff. And, and, and we were kind of having in our text thread thoughts about collapsible lung. Um, Jaren, I think you had mentioned it was kind of like some Taylor Swift-esque uh, songs. Uh, I, I liken it to like the Joe Bros a little bit. It felt like Christian music, Joe Bros, with uh, some some Boomerang and Lost Boy and stuff. I was like, I, I feel like I'm listening to the Jonas Brothers at my my work office, you know, at, at the moment. Someone put that on Alexa, and I'm like, is this Reliant K or the Jonas Brothers? I'm not I'm not entirely sure. And we're really jumping ahead. All right, um, just making Colton, plays. If you want to, I you know what I respect it. Like I said, we're on track for the longest episode that we've produced, so yeah. uh, I respect the the move. Uh, Colton, do you have any thoughts over the last like few? Uh, I feel like so I the last handful of albums I would agree were not super exciting. Now I did enjoy forgetting, not slow down. I think it had again. This is just purely because I felt like this was an album written by the dudes from May. Like, if you'd have told me, hey, this was written to be a follow-up to the Everglow, but we let another band play these songs, I would have, I would have believed it, you know, because it just had that that feel for it. Um, really liked this, that album. Um, I think the only song I'd heard before listening through was I Don't Need a Soul. Uh, pretty good, pretty good little track. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed that album. Not anything that I'm necessarily going to go back to. Uh, I did not listen to the birds and the B sides. Uh, I completely forgot about that one. But yeah, um, forget not slow down, not bad. Uh, we do have to give a shout out to Kaya's for karaoke. Um, I think that was another little mm, fun yeah. time release valve for them. Uh, pretty fun little covers. But yeah, collapsible lung. I don't know, man. Had you? It, it didn't feel like the same band at all. It it felt like. Uh, maybe they should have done a postal service type of thing. You know, this is not a, you know, death cab album. This is a postal service album, but Hey, it's their band. You do what you want. So, um, cause I, I, I think one of the songs is like, you could have told me this was a 21 pilot song and I would have believed you. 21 pilot shout out. Well, I, uh, am going to take a little bit of a detour from those sentiments. Um, moving into forget and not slow down. I think, um, we are actually hitting some of their best work. Um, I, again, you know, previously had mentioned some, uh, some, some appreciation for the maturity of, of Reliant K, uh, as the albums progress, um, forget and not slow down, I think is really where that train starts picking up a lot of motion. Um, I see a lot more themes that are more applicable to my adult life, uh, in this album, uh, I'm over it is one of those tracks that I'm like, yeah, I, uh, I, I can really resonate well with this. Uh, I'm guarded and therefore I can endure a little bit more, just a little bit more than some people would, if not misunderstood. I'm guarded and therefore I can endure 
a little bit more, just a little bit more than some people. If I'm not misunderstood, it's still an attempt to be egos. You know, I just I love the appreciate or the the maturity as this album continues. Um, but forget not slow down. I don't need a soul, uh, baby, just solid tracks in this album. Uh, K is for karaoke. I, I really appreciate this album. Uh, again, it makes it feel kind of like the old Reliant K because they're bringing in some of those different, uh, attitudes and, and kind of funniness to some of that, you know, they're hitting some of these really hot tracks, baby, uh, here comes my girl, Africa. Uh, everybody wants to rule the world. Just you're the inspiration. Films. Come on now, there you go. You're the inspirations on there. That's as well, just yeah. impressive that they did a Chicago song. Moving on, collapsible lung. I did feel uh, some Taylor Swift e vibes, as Brett said, some Joe Bro vibes. Um, it did feel like a kind of like a radio pop album from time to time, and I kind of appreciated that. I think uh, when you were my baby. Um, I think that that was a, a really great track. Um, I found myself listening to that one a number of times. I liked the, um, harmonizations that they did and just kind of like the, like I can just picture it in my head and they're just kind of playing that piano and just having a really good time with it. Uh, skipping past mm-hmm, 10, uh, going straight into Air for Free. Air for Free is where I had uh, my uh, number five and number four tracks, with uh, number five being uh, Marigold, number four being God. Um, really fantastic tracks. Marigold, I don't know if anybody knows of this band, but there's a band called Ivan and Alyosha. Uh, they have a song called uh, fathers be good to your daughters or something. I'd have to go back and validate that title, but, um, I felt a lot of that vibe, uh, in Marigold. This album is just, I think, their best album, in my in my opinion. Um, Air for Free, God, uh, Marigold, Prodigal, uh, Bummin, just fantastic work. And then I didn't really listen to the live album from 2020. Uh, I just did not have time to get that in there. Uh, I, but overall, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say I don't want to. I didn't want to be dismissive of Air for Free as I was with Collapsible Lung. And you're right, Collapsible Lung has some of the more like pop radio kind of feel they were trying something but i think air for free 
you could make a, a real argument that this is like a top three album of theirs, like just as they've grown into their sound, as they've matured, as they've gone through life. Like I feel it uh, in, in like the lyrics and just the stylistically. Um, I think it, uh, I, I'm kind of bummed that it took me this long to listen to this album. Uh, I was, I was too dismissive of it. So really enjoyed returning to air for free. And I, I definitely think you can make an argument. This is in the, the top three albums. I would definitely agree with that. I think, um, like I said, I think it's probably some of their, their best, best work. And I think that if this album had come out when I was in high school, I wouldn't feel the same way. It's definitely, uh, skewed by my my world view now and where i am with as an adult uh so that being said i think that um yeah i think this is some of their best work and um to land the plane uh, unless colton or brett has any additional uh thoughts over the entire discography uh to kind of settle this thing out air for free didn't excite me but i'm happy excited y'all that's true friendship. <laughs> it's true friendship. Well, this, I believe, like I said, is our longest episode at this point. I would have to go back and validate. But uh, if you stuck it out this long, number one, I appreciate you. Number two, uh, I would love to hear some of your thoughts on Reliant K. I know that we have uh, a podcast friend uh, that is heavy, heavy, heavy on Reliant K. So mm-hmm. I would be interested to see um, how they feel about this episode. Um, if they'd like to weigh in with their thoughts, um, you know, in our, our social, that would be cool. That's right. Yeah, I got to give a quick shout out to my old admin, Carrie Joswick, uh, because her two favorite bands of all time are Good Charlotte and Reliant K. And so she loves some Reliant K and I couldn't help but think of uh, my my good old friend, Carrie Joswick. And I kind of, we were talking about, you know, does, it's always the kind of the concept of the podcast of, does it still stand today? Um, my perspective is absolutely yes. I was listening to some Reliant K over the holidays with my nieces, one's in high school and one's in junior high. And I didn't tell them why we were listening to it or what it was. But they uh, just kind of stopped me and were like, what is this? And direct quote, uh, this slaps uh, was was one of the statements. This slaps. Uh, about, there it is. Uh, some reliance. kids are going to be all right. And I love doing this in the, the, the office, but I'll tell Alexa to play something and then walk off into a meeting. Uh, I call it just kind of like a drive-by bad music. So I usually do like, hey, Alexa, play uh, Grace Like Rain by Todd Agnew and I like walk off to a meeting mm. and make everybody listen or like hey Alexa play Christmas shoes and walk off um, but it's like <laughs> Friday afternoon we're kind of winding down we're kind of doing the like upkeep stuff and preparation for like you know tying a bow on the week and everyone's just kind of on their laptops you know signing off on emails and doing things and I put on Reliant K one afternoon and I, there were like three people that didn't know who Reliant K was, but was asking, they were asking who this was and that they were going to like listen to some more of them. So I was just like, all right, these are like the younger twenties, mid twenties type of people that might not know that. But again, they, they know what Sadie Hawkins dance is. They know that song, but I, I've loved kind of the 
the practice over the last month, month and a half of, you know, I have a junior high student, a high school student, young careers. And like, it's like our age, Reliant K translates. Um, and I don't know how many bands we've done that like translates in all of those age brackets. Man, I don't know that I can do any better to sign off. Um, I do want to give that shout out. Uh, I, the name escaped me for a minute. I don't know how or why, uh, but our friend of the podcast is the Sadie Hawkins pod. Um, so shout out to those, those folks. Um, give them a listen. If you want to get more in depth on uh, some of the Reliant K history and music and stuff, they go very they deep. They do one song at a time and we just, we don't have the stamina for that. Um, so if you really want to learn more about Reliant K, uh, definitely give them a listen and your support. And with that, uh, I don't know when this is going to release. I'll have to get some edits done, but depending on the day of the week, have a good week or a good weekend. Forgot to mention on the end of the episode, how many times Colton had said, uh, iconic. I think I counted two. Uh, if that number's wrong, let us know. But, uh, iconic had a two count this episode. (laughs) If you made it to the end of this episode, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on all the social medias. We would love to engage with you about uh, your thoughts on the band. Uh, What are some of your favorite tracks and, uh, love to connect.